Okay, all right. Um, who knows that it is, who always feels blessed when we worship our God? It's like we bless our God and from that, He's so good and gracious, isn't He? That we are blessed when we worship Him. It, it's so, he is so good. Uh, that makes me want to worship a little bit more. Uh, cool. <laughs> something this mor- I've got something this morning uh, that I want to remind you of, okay? I want to remind you of it. It may, it may be a new thing for some of you, but for a lot of us, what I'm talking about this morning isn't a new concept. It isn't a new idea. It's, it's a reminder. And I, as always, I think I have some good news for you this morning. All right. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, Who here, and I know there's going to be some, who here has looked at high school maths recently? Now, obviously, it's holidays, but, you know, in the last six months, has anybody looked at high school maths? Give me a wave if you've looked at, like, some high school maths. Come on, those who were in high school or... That's good. Okay. I'm really hoping... Jude didn't put up his hand. I'm really hoping. Um, now, now, when I say high school maths, I'm talking more like year seven, year eight maths, okay? Because it really does get hard. Like, can anyone remember doing maths in like year 11 and 12? It's too hard. But year seven and eight, all right? Let's think, let's peg there. Now, Susan and I, we had a couple of moments last year where... Jude would show us his maths homework and he would ask us for help. And, you know, like, you know, we're, you know, educated enough. We should be able to help. But there were moments where Susan and I, after looking at his homework, would kind of look at each other going, I, I don't know what that is. Can you remember? Can you remember what that is? And uh, we would desperately try to help each other remember how to actually do it. Now, um, <laughs> Like, to be fair, the process that's taught now in school, like, it's been a long time since I was in high school, and the process is a little bit different, but after we talked about it and then Googled it, we, we remembered how to do it. Like, it actually wasn't difficult. It was just about remembering and reminding ourselves of how to solve that problem, right? Has anybody kind of come to that realize any other parents who looked at their kids homework it just takes you those few seconds to remember um, but who knows we forget we forget things don't we 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 learn how to do something or, or we 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 think we know something but then after some time if we don't revisit it we forget it and so this morning consider this a revisit a, a revision a reminder are we good with that yep cool I do have some friends who have crazy superpowers about remembering things. Do you have any friends like that? Like they'll read something in a book and then 10 years later quote from that book and they've only read it once. Oh, man. Those guys. All right. Okay. I've already taken so much of your time. But this morning, my message for all of us is this. You are a minister of the gospel. We are all ministers. We are all carriers of the gospel. We are all kingdom bringers. 
Can I tell you, sometimes we get this a bit confused. When we say minister, we quite often think of someone who's entered vocational ministry, right? We think of the person who sometimes has the microphone or the title or the rank, whatever it might be. But every one of us who calls Jesus Lord and King, can I tell you that we are all ministers? Now, it could just be me and... and I've had plenty of conversations with young people especially that, that confirm my ideas. But, but I grew up with this understanding. And excuse my sheltered salvo understanding right now. But only special people were called by God. I grew up with this understanding that only special people were called by God. And actually, if you got that calling, you had to go to college. And then you had to become an officer, right? So as a teen... When I went to a youth event, can I tell you, I spent a lot of time praying. And I wasn't praying that God would move in my life. I was praying that, God, please don't call me, right? Don't call me. <laughs> now, now, can I just tell you from the outset, I do believe that God calls people into full-time vocational ministry. I, got, I believe God leads people to full-time vocational ministry, for sure. But I want us to look as a whole church more simply to what God is calling all of us to. Not just a select few, but to the whole body of believers. Are you with me? Yeah? Yeah. We're going to look at uh, a couple of really brief scriptures um, together. And we're starting with Matthew 4, looking at verse 19. This is the start of Jesus' ministry. He's, he's walking along the beach and he says this. Jesus called out to them. This is Simon, Peter and Andrew. He called out to them, come, follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Simon Peter, Andrew, fishermen, uh, Jesus kind of encounters them. He, he has a bit of a, a conversation. Actually, what, what Scripture doesn't tell us fully, but we know is that, that these people were known to Jesus. They were friends of Jesus already. But he actually encounters them on the beach and he calls them to follow him. We see in a cup, like the very next verse, where he also as he's walking along the beach, sees James and John. And he calls out to them, come and follow me as well. And they follow him. Are you with me so far? Come, follow me. Luke 4 gives us uh, the next kind of peop person that, that Jesus kind of encounters, and that is Levi or Matthew, the tax collector. Do we remember Levi or Matthew? He's a tax collector. And when Jesus kind of meets him, he calls Levi again to follow me and be my disciple. Are we noticing a couple of words? Follow me. Anybody follow me? Keep that in your mind. Okay, next verse, Matthew 8, Matthew 16, sorry. Verse 24, Jesus is addressing his disciples at this point and he says this. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and oh, hey, this is good. Follow me. Follow me. We see it again. Another story 
where Jesus encounters the rich young ruler. Do we know that story? The rich young ruler who's kind of like, Jesus, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. Uh, how, you know, what do I need to do? And Jesus says, sell all your possessions and follow me, follow me. Can I tell you this morning, we sometimes mystify this idea of calling. But actually, the foundation call for all of us who claim that Jesus is king is simply to follow me, follow Jesus. Who knows that we can complicate that at times, can't we? We can get in our head a little bit. What, what, what's my calling? What am I supposed to do? What is God calling me to do? I, I want to suggest at the outset of this year that the foundational calling of Jesus is simply follow me. Follow me. And I think that there's some good news in it because it's for all of us. Not just a select few that, that maybe are called into, you know, full-time vocational ministry. But, but it's an it's a invitation for all of us. Jesus is calling you to follow him. All right, this is time for you to be involved. Tell the person next to you, Jesus is calling you to follow him. Tell, tell the person. Because you need to hear the more, more than one verse. That's good. Okay, tell someone else. Tell someone else in the room. Maybe you have to look behind you. Tell them that they are called. They are called. Okay. All right. Do, do we get it? Every single one of us is called. And Jesus' primary calling, his foundational calling is to follow him. Now, in following Jesus, there are also two things that Jesus commands and commissions us to do. All right? First, he commands us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and to love each other as you love yourself. John actually puts it a little bit different. He says, love, uh, love each other as I have loved you. So the foundational call that Jesus has for every single one of us is to follow Jesus, to love God and love others. Are you with me? Give me a thumbs up if you're tracking. Good. Oh, man. Jesus then, before his ascension, gives his followers this commission. You, you'll be familiar with it, which is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, We've looked at this scripture before together as a church, but again, remember this morning is revision. It's a reminder. Uh, go and make disciples. Can I tell you the command go in scripture, how it's translated, isn't go to another place and make disciples. Sometimes we get that a little bit wrong. We think the calling of God means that we have to pick up and move somewhere else. But it's actually more as you go. 
as you go, as you go about your normal life, as you go about your life, is what actually uh, Jesus is talking more about. It's not necessarily go somewhere. It's more as you go. It then goes on saying all nations. Again, sometimes we think as ministers we're supposed to pack up and leave for Africa. Can I tell you we need more actually missionaries from Africa to come here and maybe tell us a bit more. Um, But all nations isn't about calling you to visit all countries. But it's actually talking about an invitation for all people. That no one is excluded from the invitation, right? All nations. All nations. For all people, no matter what their heritage is. And then finally it says, baptise them. Now, we think immediately to dunk them in some water. Now, can I tell you, Jesus is probably meaning that we do baptise people, but that's another conversation for another day. But the word baptise means immerse, right? Immerse. So it's actually immersed or fully soaked or surrounded by, right? So again, really quickly, it's all making sense so far. It's so simple. Yeah. Uh, let's look at what we're called to. This morning, every single one of us who calls Jesus Lord, we are called to follow Jesus, right? We're called to love God and to love others. And as we go about our life, let's immerse and surround all people in the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Notice here how that has nothing to do with what job you hold. Notice that has nothing to do with whatever vocation you are involved in at the moment. Notice how it has no bearing on where you actually live or your station in society or, or your age or your gender or whether you're married or whether you're single. Do you notice that call is the same? Now, don't get me wrong. When we follow Jesus, I, I believe he still leads us to specific things, doesn't he? Those of us who have followed Jesus, he, he leads us as we follow him to more specific things. But this morning there is good news for us. Especially those of us who have thought maybe or had this idea in your head that you've missed your calling. Or those of us who are still waiting to get there. I I remember being a young adult, being like 20, going, man, one day I'll, I'll step into my calling, you know. But that's because that's your age. You've got so much more living to do. You'll step into it. But, you know, like this is good news for those of us who don't have our dream job. For those of us who have never achieved that kind of status. It's also good news for those of us who are now retired. God isn't finished with us, is he? There is still a calling on our life. It doesn't matter if we're five years old or 95. There is a calling on our life. There is good news for those of us who aren't in ideal circumstances. We can still live out this calling of God in our lives. Paul actually addresses this in what is a kind of a controversial verse 
in Ephesians. Ephesians 6 was mentioned this morning in prayer, the armour of God. But just before that, Paul's addressing, let's read, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Interesting verse, right? You're probably like, what, what are you talking about, Nath? Uh, there have been some pretty dark times in human history in which slavery was justified by Christians through some of these verses that Paul wrote. But I want to... I want to tell you, Paul isn't justifying slavery in this verse, is he? He's not saying you should be slaves or that people should make you slaves. He's actually just pointing out that no matter what your circumstances are right now, you can live out the calling of God in your life. No matter what your circumstances are, Paul's not saying you are in the perfect place where God wants you to be as a slave. No, but he is saying even if you are in slavery, you can live out the calling of God in your life. Who thinks that's actually good news for us today? That no matter what circumstances, no matter where we're placed right now, that we have a God who loves us so much who is for us and we can still live out that calling of God in our life. Wherever you're placed, whatever your situation, to follow Him, to love God, to love others. And as we go about our life, let's immerse and surround all people in the presence of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. We got, to, um, we got to pray for those who minister in schools just before. But who knows that we all have a chance to minister in our neighbourhoods. Now, how do we define our neighbourhood? Wherever you are. Wherever you are and to whoever is around you. Remember like Jesus spends a lot of time in defining who our neighbour actually is. And in the end, it is whoever is around us in need. Your neighbourhood. You can live out the calling of God in your life, in your workplace, in your school, in your family, in your street, in your shopping centre, in the hospital that you're in or that you visit. I think that we should pray for each other this morning. That we would be kingdom bringers. That no matter what we're facing right now, no matter what our circumstances is, no matter what our workplace is, that actually when we leave here, we can live in the calling of God on our lives. Can we, can we do that for each other this morning? I know it takes a bit of effort, you know, you have to maybe talk to someone and pray for them. Who knows when we come to church, it's not just about us receiving. Sometimes we, we give as well, don't we? Oh, come on. Come on. We give as well. Uh, 
So we are, we're just going to spend some moments. And I don't know what your journey is. I don't know how you're feeling at the moment. I don't know whether you feel like uh, you're being useful for the kingdom right now. But I'm going to pray this morning that Holy Spirit equips you for where you are right now. That you might bring that love of Jesus into whatever situation you're facing right now. Whatever people are in your sphere of influence right now, you can bring the kingdom to. Is anyone encouraged by that? Is anyone challenged by that too? There's not a destination that we're waiting to get to when it comes to God's calling on our life. I believe God can keep leading us to more specific things, but the foundational call that God has for our lives is to follow Him, to love God, to love others and surround all people in the presence of the Father, the Son and the Spirit. I want to pray for you. I want you to pray for each other and I want to commission you into your week. We don't do that very often, do we? Does that make me a commissioner? I think it does. Uh, Let me pray. Let me pray. God, you are good. We thank you that your call is, uh, is for all of us. We thank you, Jesus, that you call us to follow you. And this year, we again want to do just that. We just want to follow you. God, wherever we find ourselves coming into 2024, we just want to be kingdom bringers. Help us to love those around us. Help us to bring your kingdom. Help us to to surround those in our proximity with your presence. Help us to be like you, Jesus. Uh, Thank you for this reminder, God. Tend to overcomplicate it. Can you just keep making it simple, Holy Spirit? This time, Holy Spirit, we ask for an equipping. We ask for for greater revelation. And we ask for maybe some of those next steps as we we pray together. I'm going to invite you all to stand in this moment. Um, And we're going to, I'm going to ask you to stand because it's easier to walk to somebody else when you're standing. And I really want you to pray for someone else. Whatever their circumstances are at the moment, I want you to pray that the Holy Spirit might equip them for that calling. Whatever you're going to tomorrow, work, school, whatever it might be, your family, your neighbourhood. So we're going to spend just a couple of minutes. We're not going to prolong it, but I'd love you to pray for a couple of people, to pray blessing over them, to pray that the Holy Spirit would equip them for that calling.
And then at the end, we'll commission you into the week. Commissioner Nath Casey. Commission you into the week. It's not about me. Stop it. All right, let's pray for each other. Please go, be brave. This, this is a significant time where we get to bless each other right now. So let's, let's do it. Don't be shy.